0: Hi, I'm Von Rosieve, Senior Ecosystem and Partnerships Associate at Beyond Form. Welcome to our new podcast episode on this podcast, Venturing into Fashion Tech. As we've mentioned many times on this podcast, fashion has a sustainability problem. Now, I know we're all aware of this, but in many ways, circularity is a part of this problem, which now is being explored by many brands more than ever. When we say this, we mean some brands in particular who are actively looking for circular fashion solutions, such as the automated upcycling platform being developed by one of our startups called Finds at our venture studio. Finds is a B2B one-stop shop for unsold inventory, meaning they take action on dead stock from brands to give them a new life. We speak with the founder Andrea Herget about what circularity really means
1: and its potential in the future. I think um, the second-hand market is already big, Um, I think there is already a mature market actually, Um, and the next one I believe so will be upcycling. I would give the tip to brands to implement as soon as possible. If you want to see us on the 5th December, we will pitch uh, the demo day at Texter, so sign up.
0: We'll let the episode do the rest of the talking. Well, hi everyone. Um, We are sat here today, Peter and I, with Andrea Yeah. (laughs) and um, we will be talking to you guys today about fines. So... Andrea is the founder of Finds, and it is an upcycling uh, B2B platform uh, that deals with dead stock. So I'm sure you're all aware of how sustainability and fashion are really a hot topic at the moment and most likely will be uh, for a while so we'll be going through some challenges working in this area but also um, what finds it's all about and how that can hopefully inspire you as well with your own startup and if you are trying to get into that sustainability field so if you can uh, take a take us away Andrea of uh, who you are and what you're doing in fashion tech
1: Sure. So hello, I'm Andrea. Um, I have a business and economics background. And over sa- the last five years, I have specialized in circular fashion. So Finds is basically a one-stop shop for the management of unsold inventories. So what we essentially do is we connect those unsold inventories with circular solutions. Um, and one of our main solutions, what we promote is upcycling, which I can go
2: Deeper uh, Maybe we yeah. should start, Andrea, digging a little bit deeper about your background and yeah. how you stumbled upon this solution, fashion tech for fashion tech.
1: Sure. So it goes back to um, my education. Um, so the fashion part is um, basically my grandparents were both craftsmen. So I grew up in an environment where garments were part of my family uh, life. Um, And also, I developed a big passion for clothes and aesthetics. and It was always my dream to work in this industry. Um, And the tech part is also part of my family because um, basically my father and my brother are both developers. So I grew up in this environment. Um, It was part of my family life. And my father was also an entrepreneur. Um, He created a a tech solution um, in uh, software testing. So I also worked around six years in his company. Um, So I was part of a tech environment early in my studies as well. But then I I decided to follow basically my passion, which is fashion. Um, And that made me to move to Paris uh, six years ago. Um, where I then studied fashion and business. Um, And yeah, one of the things which was always important to me, kind of, I had the first experience back in Austria working at a fashion brand, which was a sustainable fashion brand. So when I came to study fashion, um, it was always important to me to look into the sustainability part. Um, So I wrote a thesis about circular fashion, yeah, around five years ago, where circularity in fashion was not really a thing, um, and actually it was the second research piece after Ellen MacArthur Foundation, which was published around about circular fashion. Um, yeah, and while during this research, um, it was actually a research um, around circular fashion applied um, by startups. So um, what I figured that most of the innovations were backed up by tech, uh, when it came to sustainability or circularity. Um, so yeah, basically, a few years after after having worked a little bit in the fashion industry, um, I created my own company. Uh, so our first idea um, with my co-founder Jules was to basically give a second life to garments. Um, and the solution we came up with was to create a digital platform for garment repairs and alterations. Um, And yeah, so that was already tech part. The tech part was already there uh, from the start. And um, we iterated along the years. um, And we ended up doing upcycling, um, which is what is finds about, basically. Nice.
0: And what did you uh, find... To be kind of the main purpose of why you obviously started the retouch, which is what you've just described as the previous idea, uh, and to now finds because obviously they're both still very much to do with upcycling and or you know just moving forward in circularity.
1: Yeah, so um, we started out by garment repairs and alterations, and it is kind of the basis um, from up for upcycling because. You already touch, uh, retouch in a certain way the garment when you do alterations. So um, we had uh, so basically when we started out doing our first business model, we stumbled upon um, challenges, and we iterated along the way. So our second business model was basically because the first one was online, we wanted we saw that we can't offer the quality we wanted online. So we created basically a a service for companies or co-working spaces where they can book um, online appointments to do um, alterations physically. Because basically when it comes to alterations, what we saw that you need like a physical contact with the body, with the person and the body, so to really create a qualitative service. Um, So that was our second iteration. But then we were in the middle of the pandemic. And physical contact was really difficult. So we had to again do a an shift, um, and that's when we kind of shifted to B2B. Uh, so first, we actually proposed to brands also the service um, upcycling uh, um, repairs and alterations. Uh, and then we saw that one of the biggest issues with brands is um, the quantity of unsold garments they have. So just to give you some stats, uh, one out of three garments worldwide are never produced and never sold, which adds up to around 45 billion clothes wasted every year throughout the industry. So that creates a huge loss um, for brands in terms of revenue and also uh, costs in terms of stocking, stocking stocking those um, unsold inventories, because basically they would be stocked like two to four years, approximately. So these are the things we discovered when we started to talk um, to brands about alterations. Actually, it came down. Um, brands wanted us uh, to do upcycling with the unsold stocks. So that's when we came to upcycling and um, when uh, helping brands to create upcycled products and produce upcycled products, we saw that um, upcycling today, as it is, it's not possible to scale it. So that's when fines came in. We figured we need tech to make actually upcycling possible at scale. Um, we had um, we did upcycled projects um, with brands, and the most difficult part was to how can we actually access. Um, digitally, uh, or how can we access, in distance, the, um, the number of clothes which are in the stock. So basically, up what FINES is doing is you can digitally create um, upcycled clothes without having to go physically in the stock. So yeah, that's, um, that's the path, uh, or why and how we came to upcycling.
2: So you mentioned there that 45 billion garments are unsold worldwide. Why has the industry just suddenly woken up to that fact? Obviously, this this is not new, Um, but you said also at the start as well, five years ago, circularity wasn't necessarily that big of a topic for industry professionals. Fast forward to today, it's like the topic for everybody. So why has that come about and what is the consequence if they don't sort it out?
1: Yes, so definitely to create change, you need help um, in terms of legislation. So France this year um, is the first country in the world who has prohibited the destruction or dispose of unsorted inventories for fashion brands. And the EU will follow um, in 2024. So this is a huge um, contributor to change. And um, brands today are um, pushed in terms of legislation to take action on their garment waste. So um, that said, uh, there are also other legislations, um, the taxonomy, who actually talk about how to implement circularity in the next years uh, and to push actually circularity for fashion brands. So this is definitely one of the reasons why brands are looking right now into uh, managing their unsold inventories and why this is actually a hot topic and a good time for business for us now.
2: So then, do you think this upcycling is the answer to those unsold garments? Or do you think it's just one of those answers? Where do you think it can head?
1: So we think that upcycling is... um, one major answer, but not the only one. So, um, we are basically a 360 solution for unsold inventories. So, what we do is um, we connect brands to circular solutions. Um, so, the unsold inventories could today go to NGOs or uh, still, if it's not in France, be destroyed. But what we want to do is that all the unsold inventories are reused in a circular way. So one of the main answers is for us upcycling. So how we do it is basically we have created um, a solution that enables brands to transform the answer inventories into new valuable textile products. Um, so we are a data aggregator that uh, extract actually all the product data that enable the reuse. Um, so by that we Um, fashion brands can, instead of only using new textiles, um, from now on when they create the new collections, use as well as new textiles, also uh, unsold inventories as raw materials with our solution. So our solution, to sum up, enables fashion brands to um, uh, create a new design project and connect it through our solution to um, unsold inventories as a raw material. And then um, project how much quantities they can produce, and also um, give an estimation on the impact savings.
0: Nice. And, and I guess, how does uh, Techstars come into this? Um, because obviously, that's you've recently joined their uh, recent uh, cohort. Um, and what has the experience been working with them?
1: Yeah, so we are actually super happy. We are just finishing up the acceleration program, um, and... So if you want to see us on the 5th December, we will pitch uh, the demo day at Techstar. Um, So sign up. Uh, Yeah, basically, we learned a lot of things during this process. We have um, challenged our um, go-to-market strategy. Uh, We have met around 100 mentors in three months, um, industry specialists and successful entrepreneurs who has helped us to um define um our uh yeah go-to-market sp- uh, strategy because we were actually launching during tech our solution um so that was really i would say the biggest wa- added value to meet so many um inspiring uh, uh people um and yeah and they share honestly and transparently their experiences as well which helps you to develop yourself um and yeah and we also get help in terms of uh, investment like um, finding um, the funding so these are the main two topics we i think um, have achieved and accelerated through techstar and me and my co-founder we definitely feel like we have evolved enormously for our business we have accelerated in three months what we normally would achieve maybe in one year. Um, yeah, and also personally, it's been a very enriching experience.
0: And are you saying that uh, in terms of, you know, things you've achieved uh, much faster than usual, is that through you as an entrepreneur or the startup itself or both?
1: Um, yeah, so I think the fact that we are, connected to some, like the network is, um, so big at Techstar, um, just in terms of, uh, in any aspect you will find like a person who you can go to. Um, so I think it's mostly about the business, but then because we are just two, uh, the business is a kind of us. So, uh, everything which happens to the business is through us. So it's, yeah, kind of personal and business is right now a little bit the same level. Um, so yeah, we we are really happy about the experience and also Techstar is not over after three months. So it's like a continuous experience where you are in a network and you can kind of leverage it throughout your company experience. Yeah.
2: You make everything sound so rosy, Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but it was the what has the challenge and what's been the lows then? What's the low points of being an entrepreneur, and specifically trying to push circularity in fashion? Because as we know, not all fashion brands are pushing for sustainability or circularity. So, what are the low points being an entrepreneur in this space?
1: Yes, um, definitely. I mean, it's uh, what is complicated when it comes to generally the fashion business is it's a kind of complex and long supply chain. And if you are um, an innovator in in the fashion sector, you're you most probably going to touch multiple stages at the supply chain. Um, so what is difficult as a small entity is to basically have a response to multiple stages. Like in our case, it was also... When we started out upcycling, we helped basically brands to give advice on circular design. On uh, we manage the production and um, and the logistics. So it's it's going into different phases. And what that's really difficult at the beginning to 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 create actually competences in those um, diverse uh, topics. Um, but what we learned is to not um, to not try to do it ourselves but to collaborate and create an ecosystem um, with other startups who have those uh, specific um, expertise and to actually make change possible in the ecosystem because again you we are specialized and um, we need to be specialized to perform also in the field so what we do today is basically we uh, collaborate with startups who are also in circularity um, but uh, for example specialized in production or traceability um, and many others to come so that's i think uh, one of the things which is difficult at the beginning to to um yeah to stick to your specific um, expertise and not get um, yeah, that too diversified. Yeah.
2: So then, if I understand correctly, to really tackle the circularity slash sustainability issue, you're essentially saying that the small guys or even the big guys need to really collaborate and stick together and really push forward together as a team in order to make an impact.
1: Yes, yes. Um, Whether it's um, startups or um, even, yeah, like big corporations, groups, um, they're already doing it. They're already collaborating, mostly with startups to implement innovation in their business model. Um, So the industry is already in this phase where collaboration is happening. But I think um, it can go further and it can be like the identity also of fashion industry for the future to create this collaborative um, yeah, way of thinking.
2: Yeah. And there's so do you think those 45 billion unsold garments do you think that number will ever decrease or do you think it's just this vicious cycle that the fashion industry slash the consumer has now slash the world has now got itself into?
1: Um, I think uh, w- one of our beliefs why we do this business is that we want to decrease this number that's definitely our goal and how the world is go, um, how the legislation is the legislations who are coming in the next years are going into this direction. so I believe that with the backup of legislations with big groups who are also willing to to implement change, um, the industry can go. Towards a economy where we create, we are still creating revenue, but in a circular way, with um, with the goal to lessen the impact of this revenue creation, and that is the beautiful thing about circular economy that you can continue to create business, but in a in a sustainable way.
0: Yeah, and we're definitely seeing some brands starting to trying trying to do that. Um, I don't know if you have any thoughts on those who are trying to also do like reselling um, and maybe why you didn't take that route into circularity, for example?
1: Yeah, I think um, the second-hand market is already big. Um, Mm. I think there is already a mature market, actually, Um, and the next one, I believe so, will be and. Why we didn't take the route? I think it's, um, as I said, we started with, um, with, with uh, repair and alterations and it was just a natural transformation to, to go to upcycling. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a great uh, confirmation that how change can happen, that the second hand had boomed. Uh, and I think it's just the first example. So many more to follow um, to create circular fashion, basically. Yeah.
0: Well, um, I guess what tips would you give to a brand who might want to, well, develop upcycle products um, with fines, for example?
1: Yeah, so the first um, step for um, when it comes to any type of recycling, and upcycling is a part of uh, type of recycling, is... um, the sorting process. Um, basically to I would give the tip to brands to implement as soon as possible um, ways to centralize um, their onsort inventories so that um, basically when we come in, uh, our job is much easier. Um, Because the thing is that, yeah, the unsold inventories today you can find um, in different warehouses or even in the retail space. But um, before you can even, you know, start up cycling, you have to have the sorting process managed. Um, That's also a thing we actually help brands um, in this stage of uh, how we can optimize um, the flow of uh, unsold garments so that the... Uh, flow after to the circular solutions can be eased um, but yeah definitely that's the first stage and that's where I would look into before even thinking of upcycling.
2: Now for any entrepreneur that wants to get into the space your top tip for any crazy person that wants to try and tackle such issues?
1: Um, for any circular entrepreneur or a fashion
2: tech entrepreneur in general
1: Um, Yeah, choose your niche, choose something um, where you have some sort of expertise, even though it's maybe not directly linked to fashion. But um, choose your niche and try to make uh, as soon as possible a pilot with Mm -hmm. brands to confirm the pain points. And then, uh, yeah, create a collaborative environment, collaborate with other startups to... That can lift you up, um, and yeah,
2: because it can be difficult. Yeah, because <laughs> it's sorry, difficult, as you. we all aware. <laughs> <went. laughs> yes.
1: Yeah, just having a mindset of not seeing uh, startups as a competitors, even though maybe they are in the same space or similar space, but trying to find common points to lift you you up and to create, a, yeah, partnerships maybe. Or, and join an incubator, <laughs> uh, because that's really helpful, or accelerate the program. Uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Great. So on that note, uh, Andrea, thank you so much for your time. How does somebody get in contact with you if they want to find out more about Fines?
1: Um, you can write me. Um, it's andrea at finesupcycling.com. Um, Yeah, so either through email or you can also check out our website, findsupcycling.com. Happy to, yeah, to exchange. Thank you very much.
2: Thank you for listening. We will be releasing episodes at least once a month, with each episode featuring a different topic. We'll also have guests joining us, such as founders from our portfolio of startups and fashion industry insiders from our incredible network to bring further discussions on sustainability, fresh perspectives on design, and many more all related to fashion tech. Be sure to check us out on social media at beyondform.io as well as our website beyondform.io for updates. Beyondform brings human and financial resources together to launch and scale early stage fashion tech startups with ambitious founders. We hope to potentially see some of you joining our venture studio very soon. Don't forget to drop us a line if you'd like to hear us talk about a specific topic. Until next time.